What's up, guys? Welcome back to Anime Sekai Podcast. I am your host, Ichigo, and I am joined by my best friend, Mikan here. Hey, guys. Join us this week as we sit down, sit back, and discuss a silent voice, also known as Koi no Katachi. Hey guys, welcome back. Happy hey Friday. Yay. Yay. We are at Friday. Thank you guys so much for joining us and thank you guys for stopping by this week. This week we are going to be discussing the famous movie, A Silent Voice, also known as Koi no Katachi. And before we jump into the story, we do want to give a disclaimer that this episode will be discussing some of the heavy deeper topics. themes and heavy mm-hmm. topics that deal with mental health, bullying, and the characters' suicide attempts. So we did want to send out a quick disclaimer and just let all of our listeners know that if you, if you are struggling with any of the topics that we discuss or anything personally, we ask and we hope that you will find comfort in somebody close to you, trust in someone close to you, and reach out to get the resources that you need. Okay, so just wanted to give out a quick disclaimer before we jump into the episode. So we're going to go ahead and begin. Koi no Katachi is a story about a grade school student with hearing impairment is bullied and transferred to another school. Years later, the former bully is tormented by his behavior and sets out to make amends. So this story is about Shoko Nishimiya and Shoya Ishida. Shoya Ishida is the main male character and as a kid, he is the bully of the story of Shoko Nishimiya. Now, Shoko Nishimiya has a hearing impairment, and Shoya Ishida and his little friend bully team, I'll call them as elementary school kids, they all decide to, out of boredom, I guess, I don't even want to say boredom, but out of, I guess for elementary school kids, boredom. Yeah. But also, I think unable to express their true feelings too. That was like, well, and they're unable to fully understand her. They start bullying her. They start screaming in her ears. They eventually realize that she does wear hearing aids. And so she is then continued to be bullied. They throw her hearing aids across the classroom. Ishida throws it into the school's elementary school's pond at one point, and Uh they just keep damaging all of her hearing aids to a point where I guess Ishida rips it out of her ear, and her ears start bleeding. And that's when you kind of know, look, like, look, this, this, this is serious. This is not. It was serious from the jump, to be honest with you. But these kids don't see it that way, Uh and. Eventually, the bullying gets to a point where now Shoko's mother, Nishimiya's mother, has contacted the school about the bullying. The class then singles out Shoya Ishida. His friends then turn their backs on him 
And he then becomes the target of the bullying by his friends. Even Ishida's mother becomes involved and Shoko's mother kind of loses her temper. She doesn't kind of lose her temper. She does lose her temper. And although it, it is off camera when they do this, when they meet at the park, it is off camera. But all you see is Shoko's mom and Ishida's mom walk off to the side. She tries to give her some money. And then when she comes back, Shoya's mom has had her ear cut. Her earring ripped was, out. Her, oh, it was her earring ripped out. Yeah, I was her say earring was ripped out. Her I got a lot to say about that out. moment. <laughs> I mean, let's let's unpack that for a minute because oh, we, we gonna start. We gonna start with intense part already. Okay, we we're gonna unpack that for a minute because you know parents approach it different ways. Yeah, but if I was Nishimiya's mom. I don't yeah. think I would have gone so far as to rip Ishida's mom's earring out, mm-hmm. but I probably would have been throwing the dukes. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. <laughs> okay. But, and I, okay. I, to be 100% honest with you, I think the school is a little bit at fault. Mm-hmm. And the reason oh, yeah. I say the school is at fault is because they should have noticed like the first time Shoko's hearing aids were taken out yeah. or they, they were destroyed. If the mother let's, and we don't know this in the story, but if the mother had complained to the school, then rather than there have been like five or six hearing aids damaged yeah. in the past two months, the first time she called the school and let the school know the school should have taken action and been like, look, this is not allowed. This is not good. Who's doing this because you need to stop. So right now. the thing is, I feel like it's always like that with schools. People complain, but nothing is done. And, you know, there was even a point where the teacher, when it really came to a boiling point, and the teacher was like, basically to Shoya, he was like, we all know it was you, man. And he had an understanding yeah. that there was some stuff going on, but he didn't take action. But that's always the case. Like every single time you hear like where it's gone too far, always come back to people knew. Or even the school knew, and there were multiple complaints, but nothing has been done, you know? Yeah, um, that's the sad part. I think that's the sad part, yeah. That, you know, the homeroom teacher knew and was able to single him out as the ringleader, but yeah. didn't pull any of those other kids out. And if that's the case, that means you were aware of the situation, you were aware of what was going on. And this is not a kids will just be kids moment. This is damaging from one child damaging another child, including that child's property, expensive property, property that they need in order to, I don't want to say function, but quote unquote function in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, up until that point, he was just like, I guess this is just harmless teasing because there are sometimes some, some teachers, some educators out there that it's hard for them to decipher the difference between bullying and quote unquote harmless teasing. Yeah. I mean, but even look what happened after like to show you, like I think people like, especially teachers, it's just a really hard job, but also I feel like that's maybe the kind of job where you can't look at it like a nine to five where you just clock out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also it's just, it's just difficult and you're dealing with a bunch of kids. And so I understand to a certain extent of like, if you don't see it, or sometimes it's just too much for you to handle, you know, because that's not the only kid in class. There's like 30 other kids, you know, so 
then the teacher themselves have their own life and own stress. Like, so I understand to a certain extent, but if there is a complaint, I feel like you really have to take it seriously. But I guess they kind of, yeah. they kind of did not really, but they, well, made the, they, they contacted the mom at that point, you know, and she went and apologized and gave the money. Yeah. But back she, to that point. Ooh, yeah. I'm sorry. So I would have, I would have had to throw hands with the, with the other woman. That's actually really interesting. Maybe. So there's actually three schools of thought. One thinks that she ripped it out herself um, just to like kind of like as a repayment of like, hey, I'm sorry, on top of the money. Um, Another group of thoughts said that Shoya actually imagined it, just saw her like in, I guess, um, Shoko's shoes kind of for a moment. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's the case because it looks like she had the scar. And then, of course, there's the rip out, which I'm pretty sure it was ripped out because let's be real. Yeah. Shoko's mom was throwing hands. The whole she time. was throwing hands. She, she was, was ready to hands. throw so them hands. I do not for a second mm-hmm. think that. I honestly think that she, you know, because she's angry. She's like, my my child is being bullied. The school yes. didn't do anything to prevent it. And the reason she's being bullied is because she has a hearing impairment. and. That is not fair at all. So she threw them hands with the mama who was basic of the child who was basically mm-hmm. causing all of the bullying, all of all the of torment. The I'm on the opposite end though, because that one little scene, more than anything in the story, pissed me off. Like truly, truly pissed me off. Because one, Shoya's mom is probably, in my personal opinion, one of the best characters in this story. She's um, really sweet. Yes. And she's like the only adult, if I'm being honest. She's the only like mature adult in the story. She goes to profusely apologize to Shoko's mom, right? Mm -hmm. And she also gives her the money and everything. And for me personally, I understand like this was really important because it was supposed to cement this guilt into Shoya's mind even Mm -hmm. later later on. Mm -hmm. But... It's just just thinking a grown woman ripped another apologetic woman's earring off. Like, I get it when it comes to your kids. People do not mess around. And I totally understand. Um, Especially with her child being deaf, you know. Mm -hmm. But I personally just never want to be the kind of person who inflicts the same, like, pain I've experienced onto others. Especially, like, not on a parent who seems genuinely sorry. I don't know. For me, there's just, there, there are some things that do deserve the utmost punishment. But I feel like for a lot of things, I just simply don't understand the concept of an eye for an eye. And especially because she is grown. And I feel like that's something your child just experienced. I don't want to be the same kind of person who does the same thing, basically. But I know hurt people hurt Mm -hmm. people. So that's often human nature. Yes. How I see it as that scene also made me mad, but it also, I think the more I watched it, the more I started to understand a little bit more from a mother's perspective. If my child is being bullied and it is constant, it depends on the type of mother that I am. Yeah. But because think about it, Shoko's mom cannot attack a child. Yeah. Maybe in her mind, yes, she is hurt. But also in her mind as a mother, she was like, you raised this child child, to be this way. So Mm -hmm. I can't fight him, but I can't fight you because you and I are on the same level. Like regardless, if you are apologizing, you giving me money, that does not fix the now 
impression that her daughter has. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like her daughter is now, and at the time we don't see it. This is as she gets older, but her daughter is now has now been bullied to a point where they've moved. They have left mm-hmm. the school. And as soon as they leave the school, all of a sudden, all that bullying that Ishida started and not it wasn't just him. It was not just him. But in the storyline, everybody made it seem like it was just him. All that bullying then turned on him. Yeah. And this is where karma comes in and he got a basically a piece of his own medicine. And I mean, he learned the best lesson, but I, I think also because I look at children a little bit differently because I am like a firm believer that the person you are as like, especially that young of a child elementary school is not who you will be when you are a grown adult. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like there's just so much room to grow, but I just wouldn't have ripped her earring out. But yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that, that just well, really upset me. But yeah, I, yeah, it upset me too. Trust me. No, it, it upset me too, but I, I can see both sides of it mm-hmm. and you know it didn't seem like she just ripped her earring out it looked like she also got in a few licks too just yeah. <laughs> just saying just moving forward as uh shoko and shoya or nishimiya and ishida get older ishida has now because of his past wrongdoing and then in turn being bullied and being ostracized by the people he basically grew up with, the people he mm-hmm. called friends and who yeah. also were part of the bullying, they he ended ends up, up turning their back on him. He yeah. ends up alone. And middle school, he ends up alone. He keeps to himself. He does not make any friends. Yeah. And what I think is interesting going off of what you said is that children are, when they are younger, they're obviously have not grown into that person that they're meant to be. Yeah. And his mindset shifts. Completely. And that's what I find really interesting because he changes into a completely different person. Mm -hmm. And I I really like how they show that. Well, I like the character development in most of the characters, not all of them. There's some of them that I was like, look, you didn't really seem like you was that sorry. So we'll get to that. But anyway, but even with Ishida, like he eventually gets to high school. He's in his now third year, which in Japan, this is his like senior year or his mm-hmm. last year of high school. And that is when we find out that he had been working all of these jobs to pay his mother back the money that she gave to Nishimiya's mom. For the hearing aid. And after he had paid his mother back, he was going to then commit suicide. Mm-hmm. It's a very quick um, scene. That's what I, I very thought was quick. really interesting. It's like a flash and it's done. I think it was Shoko and Ishida eventually meet. They are reunited in a sense. Yeah. And I think it was that day that he had decided he is going to continue to live in order to make amends for all the pain and all the hurt that he had caused her. And then we come across that scene where Ishida's mom finds his yeah. suicide note. Mm-hmm. Which you and I think have a different opinion. You said you felt it was like you were almost sad, right? Or That scene did hurt my heart a mm-hmm. lot because I think as a parent, I do not want to of course, ever, yeah, ever. I don't to. think any, mm-hmm. any parent ever wants yeah. to 
come across a letter like that from their child. I think it was a matter of she didn't know what he was planning. She didn't know how he felt. And then when she read that letter, it all clicked for her. Yeah. Interesting. And the pain and the frustration that she felt just was like, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, his mother is a really good mom. Yeah. No, she's Her she's character development was really- I love her. Very well played out. Yeah. That scene, though, for me, I thought it was really interesting because mm-hmm. I feel like for such a serious moment, it was almost comedic. Like, yeah, for the way she comedic. says it. Yeah, the moment she says it, she's like, I know you tried to kill yourself. And he's like, yeah, without even thinking, like kind of it just came out because he wasn't really thinking about it and he just Mm -hmm. said the truth and then she's trying to threaten him with the money being burned and i think his little sister's even in the room you know and she's just like that's not his little sister that's his niece okay his niece okay that's his niece i was so confused about who that was for a long time no that's his niece because uh our dad shows up at the very end of the movie yeah Yeah. but um that whole scene and then the money gets burned and whatnot he's like they're like ah I was like, wow, for such a very sad scene, this was awfully funny. Well, it was powerful in the sense that it showed what a mother goes through for mm-hmm. her in that situation, but also it shows their relationship. Like they don't uh-huh. always have like a very serious, I am always your mother, you do yeah. what I say type of relationship. Like they have a mother-son relationship but they also have a slight friendship that seems to be blossoming between mother and son i i feel like she very much trusts him in a sense Mm -hmm. that he will be he will be all right kind of thing right he will but then when she found that no it clicked for her like okay there's something else that i'm i did not see yeah and even in that moment she probably felt like i failed as a mother because I didn't see it. I didn't catch it. And so I think to kind of establish like, you need to be here. She was like, look, I will burn this money right now. Tell me you, you are okay. You're not going to do that anymore. You're not going to think these things. You're going to come to me. You're going to lean on me. You're going to trust me. Yeah. And he was just like, yes, yes, yes. And then after that, we find out that he is reunited with Shoko. He's mm-hmm. really trying to turn his, his life around. He's really trying to seek redemption. This is life. Like this, the best thing about the story is that this is so realistic. It is life. You know, you feel with the characters what they're feeling. And Mm -hmm. when he started learning sign language. Yeah. I think just as like a guilt thing. And also, Mm -hmm. yeah, as as part of his like his little redemption. That was the start of his redemption is that when he, when they were reunited, he was able to use some sign language he was pretty good apparently i think i think he was actually really good i Um, think shoko was definitely a lot more shocked because the last time she saw him he was bullying her oh yeah oh yeah i mean what's really sweet is like all she wanted was to be his friend right and even after all that she still did and i feel Mm -hmm. like as a young child it's hard to express your feelings and Mm -hmm. understand other people And I feel like for him, he also, it seemed like, in my opinion, he wanted to be friends with her, but he just didn't know how to properly communicate and properly express those feelings. He didn't try to understand her either. Mm -hmm. Because here, 
there is another child who's my age, but she can't talk and she can't hear me. Like she can yeah. talk using sign language. Yeah. Yeah. And then it got even more got more extreme rocky like i'll say mm -hmm. yeah extreme rocky when the school brought in the sign language teacher oh yeah because it became their class yeah because it became like i guess to a lot, some of the other students like a burden almost a burden mm -hmm. they have to like carry extra but you know what i also think is interesting you know that concept of like oh when little kids like somebody they like bully them and tease them mm -hmm. i don't think and that's true like, I mean, I don't agree with it. I think it, it's stupid, but it it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but I think in this case, it almost seemed like it leaned towards this way. I think Ishida was just he was teasing her because one, he didn't understand her. He yeah. didn't attempt to understand her. Yeah. and in his eyes, she was quote unquote foreign in the sense that he just he rejected it. Anything mm -hmm. that was different, he rejected as a child, and he eventually grew to not do that but yeah because of the bullying that he went through from elementary school middle school and now he's in high school he's a loner he's keeping to himself in the anime he puts an x mark or a bots yes i like that symbolism on everybody's face anybody that talks to him you don't actually see their face and the way that they the movie does it is so well played out it's just you see it through his eyes you see like he he's, makes himself so he can't trying to see anything. He doesn't want to make any connections with people. Mm -hmm. He finds that people, and he says several times in the movie, people are scary. Oh, yeah. I mean, they are. I'm not going to lie. They are. <laughs> people don't know how to treat one another type. And, and I get that. I get yeah. that sentiment because there and are some times he where. Deserve. He didn't deserve. Yeah. Like, he felt very guilty. He felt like he didn't deserve to have those connections. Mm -hmm. He says and, that. A mm -hmm. lot too in the movie. Yeah. And one thing I absolutely love about the show is that it shows you that even a small action can change the course of your life. You know, for mm -hmm. instance, when he helped Nagatsuka, his friend, well, not his friend at this point, but by just giving his bike to the guy who was bullying Nagatsuka and trying to take it from yeah. him, he was yeah. able to make a new friend just from such a small action. And that really changed the trajectory of how he was able to make friends and how the story went. Yeah. It, that was like the first person whose X mark had been completely removed. Yeah. And I think he may have seen a little bit of his younger self in Nagatsuka. Mm -hmm. And he and, brought the courage and helped him, you know, mm -hmm. which he normally doesn't do. Yeah. And that shows that he is at least attempting to make amends. And I think the best thing about this story is that it shows that people should be given second chances. Yes. And that's what I, I love agree. about it. And Shoko, when she comes back into the story, nobody knows this, but she tries a little bit to become his friend or, or at yeah. least talk to him again. Yeah, she's, she kind of wants to be, you know, like his friend, which is really cute. Mm -hmm. But her little sister. <laughs> oh, I love her little sister. Blocking her. Yeah. Yeah, little sister. But li think about this. The little sister is very over overprotective. Oh, yeah. And she has some trauma, you know, with mm -hmm. her, her big sister. So I totally understand. And the relationship is so cute, though. And I, I really feel for her little sister, though. I feel for the whole family. Because oh, yeah. while we don't see Shoko's dad, we don't know what 
happened with him, they don't Mm -hmm. explain, but you can tell that the mom has gone through it. Oh yeah. I mean, and yeah, I can't even imagine as a mother what that would feel like, you know, but can we just talk about the mom for a minute? The mom, yeah, Shoko's mom, but she's very overprotective. She's definitely, she's an overprotective mother. She is not afraid to fight high schoolers and it just, it kills me. So, you know the scene, this is a little more towards the later half, but um, since we're talking about her mom, when Mm -hmm. she went and slapped Ueno that was okay wait was yelling hold that thought yes hold that thought because the first time she slapped somebody she actually slaps ishida first oh yeah no she slaps him when he it was a very quick scene shoko brings him to their house for a birthday oh no 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 this was this was that's later that's later this was when um he was following the little sister after they met a few times already and then she the mom is coming to get her and, and then she, she sees, sees him, him recognizes like, him, and then slaps him. Three years of not seeing him, though? That's crazy. Also, the other thing is she does not say anything. She doesn't say, like, stay away from my family or leave us yeah, alone no. or anything like that. She, she just walks she, up to him. She grabs smacks him. her youngest daughter's hand. Mm-hmm. She smacks him across the face, and she just walks off. Like, Yeah, but she does tell um, the younger sister, don't hang. Yeah, stay away from him. him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but she only tells her that. Yeah, no, she like, doesn't say once anything. Once they get to home, him. she doesn't say anything to him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I mean, wow, you just make somebody and walk away. But their mom has been through so much. Like the oh, story no, I, wasn't. Yeah, I totally get it. I get it, but at the same time, I'm like, this woman is mad at the world. She though. is. And that was definitely a projection because she hasn't seen this boy in like God knows how long. In years. At least 10 years. Yeah. And what could have been is as soon as she saw him, all those same emotions from when he was bullying Shoko in elementary school came flooding back. Yeah. And she was like, look, I cannot say anything. Because think about it. If she would have opened her mouth and said something, the floodgates would have opened. And Probably, I think she yeah. would have said more and gotten angrier, angry and angrier to the point where she was probably, instead of just slapping him, she could have just mm-hmm. knocked him out. Yeah. You know what's the most unrealistic thing about this story? Okay. That a kid like Shoko, who's so demure and quiet, came out of that woman. Like, I understand the little sister because that girl, I feel like she could put up a fight like her mom if she really had to. I will say it is realistic in the sense of we do not see what Shoko's mom was like before the bullying happened. We don't know what she was like. When it was just them two at home. Yeah. I mean, she was still tough if she was willing to kind of throw down with his mom already at that point. We were only introduced to her after the bullying was known. Yeah. And after she had made a complaint. That was the only time we're introduced to her. So by that point, she was already pissed. And so in between those years after they move, we don't know if she's like calmed down. We don't like, we don't see her anymore because mm-hmm. once they move away, the story stops and just follows Ishida. And yeah. then when they are reunited, it follows both of them. Yeah. And but they do growth. give a backstory. Um, that's why mm-hmm. like the little flashbacks were meant yeah. to like show that she, Shoko like still constantly struggled. At this point, 
Shoko and Ishida are now starting to bud a relationship, and she is so she's I don't wanna... very broken. Yes, and she hates herself, which is very sad. Yes, she hates herself. She hates the fact that she cannot communicate like everybody else. She hates mm-hmm. the fact that it's just so hard for her to just do anything and that bothers her and it sticks with her and to be honest with you I think that is trauma stemming from the bullying that she received now I don't know if even after she moved if the if at her new school the bullying continued and at the middle school if the bullying continued or if they put her in a different type of school or what but yeah this girl has some serious trauma and And the way that the story made it seem like is is that it was stemming from them kids at that elementary school with Ishida. So I actually disagree. I feel like that kind of trauma, particularly if she ends up befriending and wants to still be friends with the the kid who bullied her, I feel like, yes, it definitely stems from there. But I feel like that kind of self-hatred is just, I don't know, it's like so deep-seated that it's like almost in sadly like ingrained in you it could be and then the constant I'm assuming constant bullying but even then I feel like a lot of times people are their own worst critic Mm -hmm. because even when she was in such so much of a better place right Mm -hmm. and this goes to like this attempt Uh, at the festival yeah after she was in a yeah yeah technically she was in a good place there like although there was a little bit of a you know turbulent moment prior she felt like she was ruining his life almost um i disagree and the reason i disagree is because although it seemed like she was in a good place mentally we don't know what place she was in because they had already been hanging out for a little while and on the outside she could have been like yeah i'm i'm making an effort to so people don't worry about me, basically. I'm making oh, an yeah, effort yeah. to pretend to be this side of myself that I'm really not. But mentally, mm-hmm. she's, I don't even think mentally at that point in time, she, I think she was like, this was a good memory. And now it is time for me to go. Sadly, mm-hmm. this yeah. was a good memory for me to have. I will keep this memory. And now the people that I love will not be bothered. Don't. Like. Well, they don't have to suffer because of me. Yeah. They all have good memories. My mother has now, you know, because Yoshida was with them when they all went to the festival. My mother has now seemed like she's, quote unquote, okay with him being around. Mm -hmm. Things were kind of patched up. Yeah. They don't need me anymore, basically. Yeah. So I, I think mentally she was not where she was. So what ends up happening is Shoko has made the decision to take her life. Yeah. And Ishida tries to go and save her. Yeah. And ends up falling off of the balcony. He pulls her up. Yeah. He Mm -hmm. he was able to pull her up, save her, but he ends up falling forward while trying to save her and thus getting injured. Yeah. (laughs) And... That scene was so beautiful, though, I have to say. The art style was beautiful. That scene broke my it, heart. I, that, it, at that point, I'm, I'm bawling my eyes out. I got to pause the movie. Yeah. I got to get I, some more tissues because. I absolutely loved when he's holding on to her and he's like, 
Kamisama, like, please, from tomorrow, yeah. you know, God, please, like, from tomorrow, I will look at people and I will recognize them. I will do better. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, help me on this moment. And I felt like that yeah. is something a lot of people do. People just mm -hmm. hope and pray when things are like really, really just horrible. And mm -hmm. I was like, I feel like that is exactly something what somebody would be saying on that in that moment. Yep. And it broke Honestly, my heart. That scene where she first climbs up onto the balcony balcony mm -hmm. and there's nobody in the house that particular moment, I was like, I want to jump into this story and just grab her and be like, girl, we love you for who you are. We are here for you. Please do not do this. Oh, it is so. And just the fireworks in the background and her kimono. Oh, my God. That so scene hurt my heart. It hurt my soul. And just for any of you that are going through anything, if you feel like you are struggling, just please know that there are people out there that love you, they care mm -hmm. for you, and they will Absolutely. do anything for you. So if you need resources, please do what you can to get those resources. Please reach out. Reach out. And there's a lot of resources you can find online. Also, I have to say, one of the beautiful things I like about this story is that by show Shoya not taking his life and choosing to live, he was also able to save Shoko. And I think that's mm -hmm. such a beautiful message that despite his own self-hatred and despite his past mistakes, the life he thought was insignificant and useless was in fact the complete opposite. And he was able to save a life because he saved his own. Yes. And it's just important to know that, you know, there are people that care about you guys. And just from you being here, you in fact do change the course of other people's lives. Yes. Who you gonna make me cry? <laughs> it's a heavy topic. Yes, this story is so heavy and beautiful at the same time. Mm -hmm. And I can see why it's won so many awards. Loved by so that many. Please mark on you, you know. Now I do want to ask you. Okay. What do you think of the other characters? As in the elementary school kids that were mm -hmm. bullying. All the other friend group, right? The other trashy friend group. <laughs> the trashy who friend group. I call them trashy because they all were a part of the bullying and they all grew up to go different routes. There yes. is one girl in particular. <laughs> I promise you, if I saw her, who, wait, which it one? would be which on site. Ueno. Ueno, okay. So you would be like Nishimiya's mom, throwing hands at her. That scene was hilarious. Bro, here's how I knew that little girl needed a butt whooping. Because mm -hmm. the way that she talked to Nishimiya's mom, like when they were in the fight and she goes, you're weird daughter and you're like, whatever she said, it was disrespectful yeah. and she needed to get her butt whooped. Oh yeah, that fight scene and, killed me though. I was dying. And, that scene was great. It I was thought like, it was hilarious. Ueno had absolutely, I mean, and this is just at that particular scene. Ueno yes. had absolutely no respect for anybody else. I understand that she was upset because she's had a crush on Ishida yeah. since or they some were kind in of elementary feeling, school. Some kind of insane feelings. Romantic mm -hmm. something. You can tell that she just wants everything to go back to the way that it was before Nishimiya, mm -hmm. before, yeah. before they yeah, even met her, because she does state that in the show. 
Mm-hmm. She does. But I got to say, Ueno, although that type of character scares me, the thing is, she is, even in her actions, she even says, like, listen, I'm not, I know, like, what I did is probably not good. But the thing is, I don't care. Like, this is who I am, unapologetically, mm-hmm. messed up as it is. And she knows who she is. Not who she is, even though she's a not a good person, she knows who she is and she knows exactly what she is and what she kind of like wants. And mm-hmm. in that way, I do have respect for her, but she's just she's she just doesn't go about it the up, right way. Up. Yeah, she just messed she up. Just, she doesn't go about it the right way. Mm-hmm. And I mean she is a bully. But she even states, she's like, I know what I did, you know, but I'm not sorry about it, which I'm like, wow, okay. Well, I think she was sorry about it to a certain degree, but at the same time, she was like, look, the reason I don't like you is because I don't want to like, learn take care of, like, yeah. how to take care, like how to yeah. change myself in order to accommodate you. That was yeah. her main thing is like, mm-hmm. I have to change myself and do everything different and out of the norm for me. And that yeah. is an inconvenience, which yeah. personally, I think that is the most selfish thing. Anyway. Yeah, she's basically, yeah, she's like unapologetically selfish and the thing is i feel like with characters like this you really need a tough person to like combat like nishimiya's mom who will throw hands because i feel like characters like this don't like types that are like shoko who don't stand up for themselves i guess you could say or who don't fight back and they just always clash yeah she was just she was a straight up bully from the start of the show to the beginning she just grew into this personality that was just ugly and Mm -hmm. i understand at the end she was you know actually trying to make an effort which that was good that was the only thing about her character development after ishida was in the hospital and she kept going to visit him and it was at that point she she understood like look Nishimiya is going to be a part of this group and there's nothing she can do about Nishimiya not being in the group. Everybody's getting older. Everybody's growing into who they I mean, are. She still threw hands after telling her not to come. But Shoko was she persistent. Did. Shoko that's was why. persistent and that's what Shoko's- changed her. She's like, she's actually sorry. Yeah. She kept standing up even if she pushed her away <laughs> and was like, stop following me. She kept going. And so basically she grinded her down until when mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I get it now. Yep. But yeah, I feel like they went from a, they both hate each other. They yeah. don't even want to be in the same room as each other because one is the bully and the other one is the victim to, they now have a love. I don't want to call it love hate, but they have yeah. an understanding, understanding of each other relationship mm-hmm. yeah, basically. because at the very end, the Ueno sign language, signs yeah. Baka and, and Shoko at that point was really excited. She was like, okay, she's mm-hmm. finally, I don't want to say coming to terms, but she's finally trying to make an effort to exactly. understand. Um, but the other girl, I don't know how I feel about her because she was an annoying character okay. both times I watched this. And the reason she was annoying is she didn't own up to anything. And mm-hmm. that person is Miki Kawaii. She was like the quiet girl with the glasses in elementary school. And then she kind of grew up and had like this Coco debut or like the high school mm-hmm. debut. The reason I did not like her character is because in elementary school, while she did not stop any of the bullying at all, she did not even make an attempt to stop it. Yeah, she didn't help at all. 
Basically. When everything hit the fan, she was like, I didn't bully her. I That was you guys. I didn't mm-hmm. do anything. And I'm like, but girl, you didn't stop it either. And you were right yeah. there with her. You didn't tell exactly. Ueno to stop talking about her like that. You did not go and tell the teachers. Yeah. This is why I prefer someone like Ueno, because even though they don't really accept that they're bad, mm. they accept kind of like, yeah, I did that. So. But this kind of girl, she was like, I didn't do it. Like, I had nothing to do. I'm like, girl. Yeah. Girl. I was like, that was you guys. I was just there. And it's like, yeah, you were there, but you didn't stop anybody. You didn't do anything. So you are as much at fault as the other group. And I understand as little kids, it's harder. I totally get it. But when she was in high school, the fact that she still refused to accept Mm-hmm. And then uh, she put on the waterworks, like, why oh are you guys so ganging up on me? I'm like, yeah. well, they're not ganging up on you. They're trying to get you to realize that what you did was also considerably wrong. You may have mm-hmm. not been an active part in the bullying where you were doing stuff, but you knew about it. That was oh, my main like, issue with sure her. I was like this. And, and I was mm-hmm. like, girl, please just quiet yourself. <laughs> I really don't have anything nice to say about her just because <laughs> I think she, although she said like she did not actively have a role, you're, you're right. You did not have an act, active role in the bullying. However, you saw everything and you still didn't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. And you never owned up to it. Never owned up to it. And I, I don't know. And she does say like, I was afraid of you guys. That's why I didn't tell anybody. And I'm like, yeah, no, she's always playing really? the blame game. That was the only thing. So I do not condone bullying. Nope. Even in we the slightest. Not. Nope. I mean, it's just it's just beautifully done. Mm-hmm. And really heartfelt. Yes. Now, how did you like the ending? I mean, of course, I love the ending. I just feel like everything was resolved a little too quickly, if that makes sense. Because, you know, when he distanced himself from everyone and I don't know. I feel like there wasn't like proper resolution, but I think they did it in the best way they can because it wasn't like you can't do it super long. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think it was in rather than like, hey, everybody's one big happy family. It seemed like it was more of the start to the beginning yeah, the of their of lives in the resolution stage. Mm-hmm. Even like random characters like Shimada and um, even the moms, you know. Also, yeah, I was, I was actually about to say something. Uh, Ishida's mom and Shoko's mom eventually become somewhat friends, quote unquote. Yeah. It seemed like they were awkward at first, but where Ishida's mom is so warming and welcoming, yeah, that it, it was starting to bring that warm, welcoming feeling out of Shoko's mom, mm-hmm. which I liked. I actually liked because when she was cutting her hair, that was so sweet, that was so cute. The end of this movie is like a beginning to the rest of how they're going to move forward. Mm-hmm. So it was the beginning of an end. So it was the end of that bullying stage, that self-hatred stage, that mental hardship stage to they are now slowly coming out of that. Here's how we move forward. Here's yeah. how we lean on each other. Here's how and our families themselves. lean on each other. Yeah. Here's our support group, our friends. and. And when she that was like part. going out of the school mm-hmm. and the, the exes fall off, he's just like accepting a new phase in life and moving on, which I feel like is really, it was really beautiful. And it's just, 
beautiful how, you know, even their high schoolers are still really young, but they have Mm -hmm. the rest of their life to keep growing, you know? Yes. That's what made this story so touching is that it was a story of growth. People who have made mistakes in their past and that they are really trying to make an effort to amend. Mm -hmm. People can change. Yeah. And so they're they're there for each other. And it's, it's so cute. It's so cute. They're there for each other. They support each other. They've gone through hardships together. And now mm-hmm. they are beginning to get out of their hardships to move forward in their lives, despite everything that's gone on around them. They are leaning on each other to move forward. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And once again, if you feel like you are alone in this world or if you are struggling, we just want you guys to know like your life matters and we love all of you guys. Yes. Every single one of you listening. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you guys. We will catch you guys next week for a brand new episode. And if you are not following us on our socials, please join us over on our social media accounts. We are on TikTok and Instagram at Anime Sekai Podcast. You will find direct links in this episode's description. We love you guys. And we will catch you guys next week for another brand new episode. Love you guys. Bye. Bye, guys. Yeah. <laughs>